calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Take 15. My name is Bud Hazlitt, and I'm the head of risk management and derivatives here at CFA Institute. Today, we have the honor of talking to Andrew Ang from Columbia University. Andrew, thank you very much for coming. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, you recently wrote a paper on hedge fund leverage, and I was wondering, why should we care about what hedge funds do? Well, hedge funds deploy massive amounts of capital in all financial asset classes. And so they're extremely important entities. One of the things why uh, it's very important for us to care what they do is that we don't know that much about them because they're unregulated. So unlike other financial institutions or broker-dealers, uh, <coughs> because there's a lack of information, we especially care what these players are doing. Oh, that's a great point. And why is the hedge fund leverage important? Well, hedge fund leverage uh, is almost a defining characteristic of, uh, of what hedge funds do. Hedge funds employ leverage in very uh, sophisticated manners, and <coughs> their strategies are often highly levered. Uh, in contrast, most of the other financial intermediaries, particularly mutual funds, uh, don't have this sort of sophisticated leverage manage management. So leverage is an essential integral part of what hedge funds do. And hedge funds consist of many different strategies. Um, which ones use a high level of leverage, and are there ones that also don't use a high level of leverage? So on average, uh, the typical hedge fund, and they are a diverse lot, um, is levered on, on average about two to one. But there are some hedge funds that, that have leverage over 30. And those in distress can even go beyond that. But it depends on the type of strategy the hedge fund is taking. So in some strategies, <clears throat> so one of the reasons why hedge funds take leverage is to lever up a particular strategy or asset class to have higher returns that investors uh, find more attractive. So they might find a strategy that has a small profit margin, and if they lever it up a little bit, then it becomes uh, a, a larger profit margin? That's right, and that, and that becomes more attractive to investors. So targeting uh, returns or targeting volatility is one purpose of leverage. Another purpose of leverage is um, <clears throat> you can take long short positions. So rather than taking uh, a position that's long only, as a mutual fund, typical mutual fund would do, here you can bet on relative performance of two stocks or two different types of assets. And a third uh, reason why hedge funds would like to use leverage is if you find an attractive opportunity, then it makes more sense to deploy more capital and leverage helps you to do that. All right, that's, that's a great point. Um, has this leverage stayed relatively unchanged over time, or has it changed, let's say, after the financial crisis? So leverage has um, <clears throat> played an important part during the financial crisis, and there have been uh, concerted uh, studies by both regulators and academics to study the effect of the deleveraging that happened over 2008 and 9. Now, hedge fund leverage 
has also, not cha has also changed through time. Um, <clears throat> if you look at the time series of, of hedge fund leverage, as I study in, in my paper, then one of the very interesting things about that pattern is that leverage started to decrease for hedge funds before the financial crisis. And so hedge funds entered the financial crisis with lower levels of leverage. And <clears throat> during the, the, the worst times of the financial crisis, this would have been the, uh, the last couple of months of 2008, in fact, hedge fund leverage was at its lowest. So hedge funds actually had a dynamic leverage strategy that was quite unlike many of the leverage practices at uh, investment, now many commercial banks, and other broker-dealers. Broker so if you were to compare hedge fund leverage to other financial institutions, you, uh, it changes dramatically? It's actually counter-cyclical, and that's the amazing thing. So just as in, in, uh, during 2008, the, uh, we had Burstones blow up at the beginning of the year, Lehman Brothers go bust at the end of the year, the leverage of most banks was going through the roof. And that's because their share prices, their market value was falling. And so anything divided by price, and you have debt divided by price, was skyrocketing. Mm. And it's, that was approaching 50 to 100. During that time, hedge fund leverage was going in exactly the opposite direction. So they, they got it right. So they got it right. So yeah. now there are, <clears throat> there's an interesting thing about this because the, 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 they seem to be counter-cyclical to the leverage of financial intermediaries. The question is, how did they do that? So one hypothesis is that they're smart. Hedge funds take on leverage as part of their investment process. They started to decrease leverage in 2007, at least a, a good six months before the onset of the financial crisis. So perhaps they were clever and they did it by themselves. And, uh, and um, they recognized that change was in the air and they took preemptive positions. Now the second hypothesis is that this leverage management was actually not of their own doing. It was foist upon them. So where do hedge funds get leverage from? Well perhaps it's the people that were uh, giving them leverage that were forcing them to cut back. So, so the, the cutback prime could brokers have been or? involuntary. Ah. So possibly from prime brokers and from other sources where they were uh, obtaining leverage. Now, I personally think the second explanation is unlikely. Uh, <clears throat> that explanation would be along the lines that uh, I'm a large investment bank. I have a prime broker uh, arm. Um, I, I know this huge financial crisis is coming, so I'm going to force my clients to cut back. And then only during the worst part, during uh, quarter four 2008, do I cut back myself. I think that story right, that, is a little fishy. Yes, and is. secondly, I don't think the, da the, the, the events of uh, 2008 bore that out. The, the costs of leverage entering the financial crisis um, were not elevated at all. So I, I, my, I put my money on the first story, but there is a second possibility as well. Oh, that's great. So what implications do you think this has for regulators? Oh, uh, it's very interesting. Um, so hedge funds will be entering a period of more regulation. They certainly won't be regulated as much as the uh, standard um, 40 Act funds or the uh, other institutional asset managers or pension funds. But uh, the, the, the amount of regulation there will be increasing. Now, this paper has shown that um, they got it right. In fact, no hedge fund had contributions to systemic risk 
over the financial crisis, even though several hedge funds did fail. So this wasn't another long-term capital management type of situation? There certainly hasn't been any that we've seen uh, over the financial crisis. And <clears throat> the places where hedge funds get their leverage from, um, you know, perhaps that's an area where one would uh, like to see more attention. But those places are actually already regulated because the investment banks and the other large um, financial intermediaries that do have prime broker arms already have lots of regulation. And those were the people who actually have pro-cyclical leverage mm. that, were, that was blowing up during 2008. The hedge fund leverage was going in precisely the opposite direction. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. Well, Andrew, thank you very much for your comments here today. And thank you for watching another episode of Take 15. Copyright 2011, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.